Hi, it's Brian Denton. Welcome back to the conclusion of a roundtable discussion that was hosted by Proact and led by Bob Riddell from Riddell Business Advisors, featuring Greg Rowe, CEO of Hardy's Fresh Foods in Dallas, Joan DeLeo, president of Old Time Produce in St. Louis, and Jana Fuelberth from Analytically in Indianapolis, who continues a conversation with an answer on resilience planning. When we think about resilience planning, um, uh, it, it, it's really forced us to, to consider um, who and what. So like I shared earlier, uh, that, that heightened sense of focus on, you know, you can do a lot of different things for customers, but I think a, a major theme uh, in this discussion is really how can a business, whether you're in food distribution or software, how can a business align to address and meet the customer's need and their ever-changing need. So while uh, the distribution of food is at the core of so many of the audience members' business here today, uh, how has that changed overnight? And who was prepared and nimble for that? Uh, the same goes to, to, to show in, in analytics, right? So our business is the distribution of insight. And uh, the, the desire for, for insight is still there, but it's changed. Uh, it's changed and it's gotten far more focused on, on day-to-day, hour-by-hour, shift-by-shift operations because what used to be considered uh, as a trend line um, it, it, it is now almost ancient, right? We used to measure businesses week-by-week or month-by-month or quarter-by-quarter. And uh, uh, I'm sure that there's plenty of folks out there that have uh, folks on their team that are pulling reports, maybe from Produce Pro or ADP or Kronos or other systems that they're using and pulling those reports together manually. Well, now we've kind of learned that that can't exist any longer, that the thirst for information and the, the decision-making and the change, uh, the, the currency is heightened and it needs to come faster. Um, so that's why we're really encouraging uh, customers and businesses alike to, to speed up and think about uh, the way that they've uh, implemented analytics in their business. Is it broad? Is it strategic? Is it helping long-term decision-making? Or is it, or I should even say, and is it also enabling the minute-by-minute, day-by-day, hour-by-hour decisions that, that employees are making? Uh, because now with COVID, we do. We, we have a, a culture and a feeling of more people being and acting like business owners. So those business owners are going to expect good data and insights and information. Very good. So um, as we kind of get towards the, uh, the end of this conversation, you've all touched on this a little bit, but I'll just ask the question explicitly. And, and you may have said what you have to say, but I'm curious if in just thinking back on this conversation and your experience to date, are there lessons learned from this that you, um, you're kind of internalizing and that you might then build on to think differently about resilience going forward? And again, I know everybody's kind of touched on that a little bit, but I'll just ask the question explicitly to see if we, if we can uncover a couple of more diamonds. Uh, Joan, you started down this path just a few minutes ago. Is there anything else you can, you can add to that lessons learned and things I'll do differently topic. 
Yeah, I've been trying to think about some of the lessons I've learned. <laughs> um, still learning, you know, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're still deep in the learning curve, I'd say. But, but I do think there are things that come out of this. I mean, um, one is um, I think transparency uh, inside of your organization, communication, um, and transparency in, in terms of financial data, all those things, I think it's important. I think people uh, need to know where organizations are at. Um, I think the more uh, they understand um, a lot of probably the metrics that Jana does um, and how things drive inside of a business and what happens when they're not driving there, how do, you, how do we pivot, how do we change, I think it makes it easier for people to really understand and be part of the business. So that, that's certainly a lesson that comes out of it. The other thing too is, is financial preparation. Um, it is um, extremely important uh, and will be always, I think, considered. I mean, I feel like in a way um, it took uh, probably 100 years for people to um, change who, you know, were scarred, as I would say, by, by the Great Depression. Um, and we all know people like who saved and did all these different things because they lived through that event. I feel like this yep. event will have a similar impact. Um, businesses will be very different and will be financially very different in how we approach things and our risk-taking um, around them going forward because you will need to be prepared in ways that you didn't think you would have to always be prepared, but you will have to be prepared for future events of this type of nature. Good. Good insights. Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I've learned a lot. Um, I, I, in fact, I, I kind of have boiled it down kind of five steps that I feel like uh, because, I, you know, I'm concerned that we may end up doing this again. Um, you know, we could end up, uh, if, if a, a vaccine's not forthcoming, we could have another uh, big bout of this in the in the wintertime and we could, uh, we could end up doing this again. So... Uh, to me, the, the first step is always uh, safety, uh, safety of your employees, your customers, and just just making sure everybody, you know, and I, I will say even before that, if you're the leader, the CEO of the company, you, you know, you can't panic. You have to stay calm because people take their cues from you. And we want, we want people's innovative ideas and everything, but if they don't feel safe and they feel panicked, nobody can think. And so you have to you have to stay calm, uh, worry about your safety, you have to worry about your cash and liquidity. Um, and then the, the third most important thing, I think, is, is the right people, right seats, which is uh, something you should always have. But I think in the middle of a crisis, when you're when you are trying to manage your way through the crisis, the right people are there. But. You know, maybe they need to be in a different seat during that time because you have to really look to your innovative thinkers and uh, maybe they do something different from the normal state. But right now I need your, I need your brain working on, on this project or whatever it might be. And so you have to kind of shuffle some seats around potentially. And then, uh, and then you get into the re revenue and productivity and, and innovation and uh, just really looking Okay, what are the new revenue opportunities, both in the short term, and then, and then like we've said, uh, I think everybody said it at one point, 
some of these things are going to continue on and become part of our new normal. Uh, some of the innovative ideas like the home delivery and and uh, things like that will become part of our, our new normal. But it's been a very, uh, I think, very rich learning process that we've had to go through. Um, and somebody said it earlier, you know, the fire forges forges people and forges relationships. And, and uh, so we've all been through the fire, and uh, I think we've, we've all probably learned a lot. Good. Thank you. Jana, what are your thoughts on lessons learned and things you might do differently? Yeah, Greg, I think what, what you brought up is really, really important. I was listening to the news earlier today and uh, when they were talking about businesses reopening at, you know, uh, specific percentage capacities. Uh, but then there's this fear and concern around a resurgence of the of the virus. And they, they kind of talked about the period that we're in right now is almost the sugar high. Of of you know seeing seeing the the likes of of our economy coming back online, but being a little concerned that it might um, it might change again. Um, I think we've had just a great discussion today talking about uh, mentality and team and tools and infrastructure and uh, innovation. I think the one thing that I I haven't talked about yet that I think is is especially important for this group is who's your community? Who's, uh, who are your peers uh, as, as we've looked to get through and navigate uh, and find resilience? Uh, I think the businesses that are going to be successful are the ones that had relationships with peers in other markets, other geographies that had someone to share best practices with or to, to at least understand that what I'm going through, you're going through too. That I, that I'm not, my experience isn't that unique, and uh, we're kind of working through this together. Um, so I, I think another key part of of resilience is you know where can you go to speak authentically, talk about true business challenges, and and where can you go to to find listening ears and then people that can provide really good uh, advice and guidance. Um, so that, that's one thing that I think I've personally really thought about throughout this time is uh, looking at who I'm taking advice from and who I'm seeking out wisdom from and guidance, and then asking myself, are these the type of people that are going to help us move the business forward? And as we uh, move through this, what are some other sources of, of guidance and wisdom? So that's why I'm excited to participate today. And I think what uh, PROACT has created is something really special, especially in times like this. Good, thank you. Yeah, so I, I think that um, that pretty well covers the topics. I'll, uh, I'll just open the floor for, uh, for a last opportunity for anybody to add a thought. If I've, if I've not touched, touched on something with regard to resilience that you think is important, uh, but and then and then maybe I'll wrap. But I, I do want to say, just echoing what what Jana said, I think this has been a great conversation. You, you folks have obviously been through some real challenges, and you, you from what I can tell in a, this brief conversation, done it thoughtfully and um, and responsively. And so I feel like I've learned a, a, a fair bit from you all, and I hope you've gotten something out of this as well. Uh, that being said, let me just go around the around the group and. 
and see if anybody's got any last thoughts or, hey, Bob, you probably should have asked about this. And so let me start with you, Joan. Any Anything else that you would like to put on the table before we break? Well, just just echo again what uh, what you, what you both seem to have realized. I think both Bob, both you and Jana, and that is 100% right. Proact and what they've put together, and our ability to bounce ideas off each other, go to each other, um, exchange that sort of information that you typically wouldn't necessarily exchange with competitors or those uh, in your marketplace is uh, invaluable. And in situations like this, just multiply that by a thousand. Um, it, yep. it, you can't replace it. Very good. Greg, any thoughts? Yeah, you know, I wanted to expand on, uh, you know, Joan, Joan mentioned the uh, people that live through the depression being uh, good savers and things like that. And my, my comment about uh, we might end up doing this again. So one one of the things that we're trying to do is say, let's assume that everything's going to shut down again, and let's operate our business as if that's going to happen, because we weren't necessarily doing that. John, John alluded to the thin margins and just we do stuff that we shouldn't be doing that's not profitable, things like that. And so I think if we all operate our businesses assuming that this is going to happen again. Whether it happens again or not, we'll still be way ahead of the game. Thanks for joining us. And again, thanks to Bob Riddell, Greg Rowe, Joan DeLeo, and Jana Fieldberth for lending their time and expertise. You can find their contact information in the show notes for these episodes. Starting next week, we'll hear part one from our discussion on customer service in a time of crisis. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and feel free to share this podcast with your network.